0: With College Prep Genius, free college can happen to you. That's right, it's never too early to start thinking about test preps to secure your future. Imagine getting free tuition, room and board, free grad school and more based on your SAT score. College Prep Genius is the key to free. This award-winning, nationally-featured program teaches students the logic behind the SAT. You'll learn to answer every question in 30 seconds. Raise your score as much as 600 points and go to the college of your dreams for free. Visit College Prep Genius to know more. Welcome to the College Prep Genius radio show, where we can answer all your questions about getting college for free. Today, your host is Jean Burke, the author of College Prep Genius, The No-Brainer Way to SAT Success, and you can find her at collegeprepgenius.com. And I'm the moderator, Felice Gerwitz. Welcome.
1: Hey, everyone, and welcome. This is an episode of College Prep Genius, and this is episode 62 You can find the show notes at collegeprepgenius.com forward slash podcast, and this is the ABCs of early college that we're going to talk about today with Jean. Um, Well, Jean, we've got a few questions here to cover about um, early college, and I can probably share some of my experiences because my youngest two, um, all my kids were homeschooled, and then the youngest two took some college classes while they were in high school, and it was actually a really good experience. So um, what are some of the college trends that you're finding now?
2: Well, it's interesting because I do get this question a lot about early college or or going to college with some college credits uh, or even having a partial degree or, or, or maybe even an AA degree, and I, I think it's important that we cover, you know, early college, and, again, Whether you're getting a few college credits or you are going ahead and getting a two-year AA degree, you know, it's all very personal preference in so many areas because, you know, again, as we said before, sometimes, you know, you're considered more of a transfer student and it could be that you may miss out on a lot of scholarships, but on the flip side of that, for many people, you know, having that AA degree makes a huge difference, and then maybe. They either pay for the second last two years, or they end up, you know, maybe getting some scholarship somewhere. So it's good to go in with your eyes wide open, knowing, you know, the information. So since I do get this question a lot, I def- definitely wanted to talk about early college, and I want to talk about some of the trends that we're seeing over the last few years. And that is that sixty-six percent of college graduates graduates uh, are ending up with debt. The median debt is around a hundred thousand dollars. Unemployment rate for college graduates is about 9%. 19% of college graduates work only full-time. Nearly 38% um, are actually working in positions that don't even require a degree at all. Um, And currently we're seeing that it takes about 4.7 years to earn a bachelor's degree. So I think having the statistics going on helps us to see, you know, whether maybe early college might be something for our students, you know, getting some low-cost college or some credits beforehand. Uh, One of the things I do want to – not trying to discourage college at all, because one of the things I just heard just last week, that someone with a bachelor's degree earns 182% more per week than someone with just a high school education. So I think that's important. So I'm definitely not discouraging college. I'm, I'm a big believer in college. Certainly, no, it's not not for everybody. Um, but, you know, as you know, it's college costs are skyrocketing. I mean, even in the last mm-hmm. 25 years, college tuition has increased by nearly 600%. So it's risen, you know, far faster than, you know, family income, you know, over the period of time. So, you know, if you're talking, you know, $80,000 for just the public education, you know, for, for a student, that's just at a state school, and certainly that could skyrocket to... One hundred sixty thousand for a private university, or even higher. So, and if, if student unemployment's on the rise and tuition on the rise, you know, hey, what's a family to do? Right. Yeah, it can
1: be a lot of money, especially when you have two children in college. Give me that statistic again. Um, you said bachelor's degree; they can make how much more?
2: One hundred and eighty-two percent more per week. And this wow. was, I just heard this just probably a week ago, and I thought, wow, you know, I already knew, uh, you know, what a degree as far as like, um, you know, the average degree starting off. I think, I think a few years ago when I wrote the High School have Genius book, I think a student with a, um, you know, not just a high school education diploma, uh, it was around 25,000 starting off, and it was nearly 50,000 to start off, um, with a bachelor's degree. And that's, that was a few years ago. So, uh, two, to see the difference and, and you know and again, um sometimes just getting that college degree, just getting that piece of paper, you know, that nobody ever looks at it again after your first job. So my you know, my husband was always saying, Hey, if y'all just get a dog catcher degree, you know, that's you know, just get just get that piece of paper. So I think that uh we, we always encourage college for our kids and you know, I certainly know that it's not for everybody but if you're not doing anything else in the meantime, you know, and you know that you can, you don't have to be stopped with debt. Hey, why not? Why not go for it? There's so many, so many benefits to going to college.
1: Yeah, and and that is the biggest question. You know, do you get a an AA degree or do you? You know, like my son has, he just needs one humanities class for his AA, and and he'd graduate with a two year degree. But because of the way his scholarship is structured, which we found out beforehand, which is good, um, you know, he didn't take that class because then, like you said, he would be a transfer student. So, um, and then my daughter did get a scholarship offer that was a very good one, and she's transferring um, to another college. Uh, So they are out there. Um, You just have to let you know, people know that you're looking, so that they can find you. Right. You know, and and there's this through sports, and her coach was really instrumental in finding finding this for her. So your coach is your your biggest ally in so many of these cases. So, um, that's so great. Okay, early college benefits. What are some of them?
2: Well. I think, especially for us homeschoolers, and this, this is for everyone, but at homeschoolers, you know, it broadens their, you know, their course offerings. I mean, you don't have to just stick with Bob Jones or, you know, um, a Becca, you know, CLEP, CLEP classes offer 33 different tests. AP offers 34, you know, colleges offer unlimited courses for dual enrollment. Um, it's, a, it's a great way to explore, you know, course difficulty that you wouldn't be taking at home. Um, so I think it it definitely opens up your eyes to so many other types of curriculum that are out there as opposed to maybe just what you're doing in your home school. I think another thing is that it enhances academic rigor. So maybe a student who's ready for more challenging classes, uh, that no need to, you know, hold them back to do any kind of advanced, you know, work that's there. You know, let let your students for any kind of advanced classes, you know, in progress, you know, as, you know, they're intended to progress. So I think that's important. Uh, Another great thing about early college, for especially for homeschoolers, is it avoids duplication of coursework. You know, almost all colleges require students seeking a bachelor's degree to complete some form of college algebra. So college algebra is merely a repeat of algebra one and two, you know, in 16 weeks instead of you know instead of two years. So why not have your student take college algebra or test out of it while still fresh in their head? So Mm -hmm. and the same thing, of course, with biology or chemistry, just a repeat of a one-year class. So. And I think, too, it increases their schedule flexibility in college. Uh, students that have early college, you know, under the belt are more thrown into the typical freshman pool. They're not thrown into that typical freshman pool. So, and, and, you know, the statistics always talk about those who go in and start getting some early college are the ones who tend to go on and, and finish college as a whole. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, who is competing for the same cl- basic classes with if you've got basic classes under your belt, you can move on to upper classes, upper level classes, you know, and avoid that freshman squeeze, trying to get some of those, right. you know, prerequisites out of the, out of the way. So uh, another thing is, you know, earning a technical degree or some kind of certificate while you're still in high school. So many times students that are dual enrolled in a tech program can graduate high school, you know, like we talked about with that degree or that AA certificate, Um they they can join the workforce immediately and start earning money because they already have their degree. Mm -hmm. So um, certainly shorten your time to earn a degree. If your student, you know, earns a year or two worth of college credit uh, that helps them to, you know, shorten their bachelor degree, maybe three years. I I know my kids, um, they tend, they tended to take on more classes. They didn't, they didn't necessarily graduate early. They kept on adding on and on. Like my son ended up with like, um, right. Oh, totally. My son double majored in mm-hmm. um mass communications and Spanish, minored in business. I think he almost minored in one other thing cuz he kept taking on. My daughter majored in mass communications. Uh she minored in theater and almost and almost minored in German and in um psychology. So the ability to have that flexibility to be able to take on some, some more classes and, you know, earn another degree, you know, I think that's really good. Certainly any time that you do some dual credit classes or early college, you can reduce college expenses. Uh, it's reduced by, you know, either whether you're doing AP, CLEP, or dual credit. I think a lot of times states even offer grants and scholarships to cover uh, dual enrollment, um, which we'll talk about that in a moment. But, you know, you've got these transferable college credits, you know, earn through this all you know. Many times, you know, they are transferable, uh, depending on you know what you've taken and what school you're going to go to. But most of the time, at least the basic or core classes will transfer. So I think that's important. And of course, you're earning both high school and college credit simultaneously. So uh, you know, whatever classes you're you know you're getting your credit for in high school, you're getting it same thing for college. So I think rather than pay for an advanced biology class. Why not just take a college biology class or biology CLEP or AP exam? That way your student can be earning the credit together at the same time. So it kind of does double duty. Um, and certainly it's taking some upper math classes or science classes uh, or, or bolstering your college application by having some college credits. So I think those are important. You know, building your students' confidence. I, students um, who successfully complete any early college will, you know, never you know, wonder, you know if they're ready to meet the challenge of college because they you know have already you know pretty much jumped right into it head first you know at at you know during their at their community college or junior college, so I think you know they're still under your umbrella and you can guide them and coach them you know through the first- you know college experience and I think that for many many students that's a really good thing
1: It is, it is and i I was just laughing at which let's see what point it was here a more vigorous Um, academic rigor Uh, my son came home today and he has a chemistry lab and his professor is is pretty um, old as he puts it I I, like I believe he's in his (laughs) 80s so he was super upset when he got home and I and he just stood there and looked at me and I said well how was your day and he said we covered an entire chapter in one class. Now that's an hour and a half. That's ninety minutes. And we have a test wow. in two days. And he's got a and he <laughs> has a um a, I forget what math he's taken now. I think he's taking um uh, pre calc. So he's got that tomorrow and this chemistry test, so he's like, I don't even know how I'm studying I said, I guess you're studying, you know, on Wednesday night So you know, <laughs> have we have we ever finished a whole chapter in a day? No. I mean if we were you know more than two sections, remember in those days, you know, your kids would be like, Well we already mom, we covered enough, you know, and so <laughs> this has been pretty hard. I mean this one professor is very, very difficult. So he's already had to talk to him about a grade. Um but so far he has a B in there. But you know he doesn't want to ruin his GPA. So um Well you know, and, and, and it's and I interesting just Yeah, I was going to say it's interesting because their their lab used to be chemistry professor taught both lab and the class. And now you have two different professors. And to me that doesn't make sense because, you know, are you doing your lab experiments based on what you've learned in the book? I mean, I don't understand it. And they don't do a whole lot of experiments either, which was the other thing that was kind of upsetting to me. They do some but not a lot. So I guess it's a junior. Well, no, it's a state college actually. But anyway, what were you going to say, Jean?
2: Well, you know, just that very story that you gave really shows students, you know, that hey, this is a good way to ease into actual college if you're going to go to, let's say, a university. Because when you're getting some, uh, you know, a high professor, that's probably is going to be your life, you know, every single day. You know, it may be one or two that you're doing for the early college or that you have. Um, but this kind of shows you that, you know, college, um, it's not all, you know, go in, barely crack a book, and then you're done. Uh, you know, you're going to have some real professors that really are tough, and and that's important. So I think, it, you know, I guess sometimes, for lack of a better word, if you can't really cut it during some early college, it's going to be more difficult for you. You know, if you um, go away to university and you've got that, you know, staring at your face every single day from every single direction, you know, so mm-hmm. I think that's good. I think it does help them. And I think if you can live through, you know, that, then you're probably going to be okay, you know, at regular college. So uh, right. that, that's good. It's good for them to see that, you know, and and that and, and that's how it should be. You know what I mean? We don't want somebody who's just going to hand us something. We want to earn you know, our way through. And so I think getting someone tough like that or getting someone who really says, okay, this is what we're doing today. You know, we've covered a whole semester in one day, you know, or whatever it is. <laughs> right. um, that's, um, that's okay. That's, yeah. that's what's going to toughen you up. You know, we we you know we talked about living in such an entitled world where, the, you know, these kids think the world owes them something. All of a sudden, real life hits and a real, you know, instead of, you know, whining and going getting get your therapy puppy, realize, guess what, life is tough. And you right. know it ain't all about you, so I, sometimes that's a, that's a good thing.
1: Well, they don't get in trouble because they have no time, is what I always say. So that's good. Between sports <laughs> and school, there's no time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe that Thursday class, he doesn't have class in the morning, so he'll have until noon to study in the morning too. So that'll and, be good. And, and you know all what right. else,
2: do? You, no, you're you're right. It does yeah. help. It does help you learn to schedule your life, which is great.
1: Mm-hmm. No, it does. It does. And uh, I, I went into his room this weekend, and he had a piece of paper, and he had all these things starred, and he said, do you see this list? This is everything I need to get done today or this weekend that's not getting done. So I said, why is it not getting <laughs> welcome done? To, too, I know, what, welcome to the real world, right? He goes, it's too much. Yeah,
2: exactly. So, welcome to my world. Hello.
1: <laughs> right. Well, he's, and I, I think he's only taking twelve credits. So I mean it's not even but that's the nice thing. I think that should be added to early college benefits. Um my daughter just went the one year, um, she took two semesters and she was delighted to only have to carry twelve credits each semester. Whereas, you know, her teammates were having to take um, you know, the winter sometimes they have like that winter session that's like right after Christmas, you know, um before classes start in January, it's like a three week, and a lot of the kids were having to do that and do summers, and she doesn't have to because she had all those extra credits from the that year that she she did um, at the college. So that's another nice thing that you don't have to take such a heavy load. Okay, right. so that's so true. What are three um, main types of early college?
2: Well, the three main types, and, and we've talked about this a little bit in my Build an Amazing Homeschool transcript when we did that podcast. Um, but to get some, you know, obviously to get some college credit to save yourself some money and save time in college, and and maybe even graduate with, you know, with an AA. It, there are the the AP, which are the advanced placement uh, credits by the College Board. Then you've got your CLEP, your CLEP classes, which are college level examination program. And then you've got your dual enrollment, or some some people call it dual credits. Some people call it early credit, early and uh, early college, depending on what state you're in. And so, I want to talk a little bit about each of those. Um, advanced placement courses are these are by the College Board, the same people who make the SATs, uh, and they make these courses, college level courses in a variety of subjects. And students can take these AP courses while still in high school, so they're very challenging. They 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 show a mastery of course uh, you know coursework there. And they're approved by the College Board. So for homeschoolers, you know, you can, you know, there's, you can do it via online. You can do AP courses through uh, learning them on yourselves. You know, by buying the the books and, and studying on your own, or you can do what my kids did, and that was we took a we took AP courses by someone who was an AP teacher who taught to homeschoolers, and so that's how we did it. Uh, the College Board, you know, they've got to be authorized by the College Board, of course, so you can always, College, you know, make sure, um, uh, that they're, they're official. Uh, if they're not authorized by the College Board, um, it cannot be listed, of course, as an AP credit on, on your transcript. But I do want to talk about, um, there's, there are, there are virtual schools that do offer AP courses that are College Board approved. So, I'll give you some names here, um, certainly you can look them up. Advanced Academics, Apex Learning Virtual School, Aventa A V E N T A Learning K through 12, Connections Academy, the National University Virtual High School, Patrick Henry Preparatory Academy, and the VHS Collaborative. Now these um, are you know kind of like you know, there's so many virtual schools now. Uh, but these are official AP courses that they are offering, so you got to be very careful when you're, you know, of course, when your your kids are are taking an AP class, just to make sure that they are official. Now there are 34 courses uh, uh, that are basic college level courses that students can take anywhere, you know, in the arts, in math, English, science, uh, history, social studies, and languages. So um, there's so many to. to you know to choose from um i would tell students when i talk about my my transcript uh, seminar is that you know keep in mind that these tend to add anywhere from five to ten extra hours of homework per week so if your student has already very very busy very maxed out schedule be very cautious i don't know you you may or may not want to add on any ap courses Um, certainly not more than one if they're very busy but yeah, you know, there are people who do take two or three AP courses at a time, which again, very, very rigorous. So a lot has to do with your child and certainly um their schedule. Okay, good. Let's see here. All right. That's about AP. Yeah. And I can talk about yeah. um, you know, certainly the probably ninety percent of colleges uh will accept AP credits, so keep that in mind. Um, that makes a huge difference because, you know, again, going down to which one of these actually transfer, whether you're taking dual or CLEP or AP, keep in mind that AP are pretty much recognized by most colleges. So that's really important.
1: Okay, very good.
2: All right, and um,
1: let me go here. And our next one is we are going to talk about
2: the CLEP test. CLEP. Clepping is really, for the last few years that I've spoken at many homeschool conferences, has been a huge, um, big push of CLEPing classes. Uh, and, you know, again, nothing wrong with Clepping, Just, again, go in with wise, eyes wide open. Uh, I've talked to too many people who their child had maybe 60 CLEP hours and nothing transferred. So, Again, just be very, very cautious. Uh, Clepping is also made by the College Board. These are college level examination program. Um, they've been around for about forty years. Um, they are accepted by about twenty nine hundred colleges and universities, and they are administered in over seventeen hundred test centers. Um, know that there's a cost for the test, and there's also a cost for the test center. So you know, know that there's going to be two two fees in that when you're taking Clepping. Um, One of the things about clapping that's different from, let's say, AP or even dual credit is that there are no age limits, so no restrictions on that. Uh, Again, you know, it's a variety of ways to learn, to show your knowledge through very general academic instructions or, you know, independent study. I think the material that's that's taught you know, is generally covered maybe in the first couple years of college. So most CLEP exams are designed to correspond to a one-semester course. Uh, The tests are 90 minutes long. Uh, So when you go in and take them, you know, be aware that it's not just, you know, a short test. It's usually around about $80 uh, to take the test, plus whatever the testing center uh, charges, which, again, you know, people get caught off guard by that not knowing that. So, I think uh, some main steps to follow if you're planning on doing some CLEPing exams is to find out the CLEP policy, you know, what colleges do accept the CLEP. So you can do a CLEP college search online. There's a tool for that. Uh, Each college will set its own policy. So, you know, it's going to decide which CLEP will be uh, accepted and which is not, which ones they're going to award credits for. So always, you know, again, talk to your admissions officer. About the, their policy, learn you know which courses you need for your degree and which classes you can actually test out of. Um, and because there's so many CLEP exams, you know, again there's 33. Decide which ones you want to take. You know, again you can get some sample questions online. Uh, you could you know they rank. There's also uh, places that rank the exams from easiest to hardest. So like marketing in, intro to man, management is a very easy exam. But then you might more intermediate might be more your history or your composition. And then certainly some of the more advanced CLEP exams would be certainly government chemistry. Now when you're looking for a testing center, again you can go to the College Board website. There's about seventeen hundred uh, colleges and universities that will, you know, administer the te- the the CLEP exams. Uh again They'll tell you how much they, they cost. You know, certainly you want to prepare for the CLEP exams. So you can get, just like the SAT, the ACT, you can get official CLEP study guides by the College Board. And As you know, I'm definitely a big believer, you know, in using actual test questions. Don't, don't find some company that just makes up their own. So um, definitely uh, check into those. So you, you can prepare for them. Again, I think the key, instead of jumping in, you know, head first, into well, hey, I'm going to go club. I'm going to go club out of college, you know. Definitely, you want to check into what's what all is entailed, and 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 it's a college that you know you're going to is even going to accept it. I mean, nobody wants to waste time and money, so mm-hmm. definitely um, do your homework. I think that's the best thing because I because I, you know I do hear too many horror stories of a lot of wasted time, a lot of wasted frustration. I I personally can give you um, my own experience with people that i know um that did waste a lot of time and money and really never ended up uh with a degree or a lot of wasted credits so definitely talk to people that you know as well you know those that you know that did it and hopefully they'll, they'll be honest enough with you to tell you whether it worked for them or not yeah that's true
1: okay and what about dual enrollment
2: Dual enrollment uh, is very often uh, offered at your local junior college or your uh, community college, you know, again, being able to, you know, get some college credit simultaneously at the same time while you're getting some uh, high school credit. And it's pretty much um, allowed most high school students can enroll in both prior to high school graduation. Uh, your, your, your credits are earned through dual enrollment um, and applied to both. Now, you know, again, be, be on your guard because again, very often, you know, the credits do, credits do not transfer. Sometimes the junior college will use it more for internal placement or maybe more for, you know, an honors class. So again, do your homework. Uh, often it's used at, sometimes they're offered at four-year universities. Uh, I think the, the key is, you know, making sure that it's going to transfer, or you know, again, very often basics do transfer. Um, but what's interesting is dual enrollment is is called different things at different states that I go to. Some state we call it dual credit here in Texas, but some mm-hmm. some states will call it dual enrollment. Some will call it dual credit. Some call it dual joint. Excuse me, joint uh, joint enrollment. Um, one of the interesting things is one of the states I went to called it college plus. And the reason I thought that was kind of funny was because that was the name of a company that did, um, taught kids on how to yeah, clap out. Now it's their name has been changed. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been changed. Yeah. Their name has changed now, but a lot of people would come up to me and ask me about College Plus, And I would be saying, well, that is another company that teaches you how to clap out of college. We teach you how to go for free. And then they'd be saying, no, no, I'm talking about the, the dual credit. And I'm like, oh, that's something different. So. Um, I, I think depending on where you live, it's going to be called something completely different. So, you know, again, benefits of dual credit, so much like the others, is getting a jump start on college. Uh, usually it significantly reduced tuition, you know, gaining that college beforehand. Uh, it sometimes makes the transition from high school to college easier for some students, kind of getting that feel or that taste of what college is like without actually completely, you know, being overwhelmed by the whole college experience. Uh, you know again, getting some of the core classes out of the way, uh, offering students you know, maybe some students who don't qualify for AP classes, really an opportunity to demonstrate a more rigorous course load on their transcript. and of course dual dual credit is considered high school uh, or often still considered a high school student and still can participate in high school athletic programs. so even though you're doing dual credit at a college, you're still considered. You know, you're still a high school student, and that's not going to affect any other status that you have. So, you're not considered a college student. So, you know, mm-hmm. again, hey, a great way to graduate from high school with some credit, uh, and be able to, you know, go in there with saving some money or saving some time. So, a lot of times, students who do 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 credit, like I said earlier, tend to do be more successful at college because they already have, you know, a feel for what's going on. They're not blinded by college. This is what I, a lot of times I see, you know, we, we've we got a situation where only about a third of students who graduate college that even enroll. And I think a lot of times, we know, the, the two main reasons, of course, are finances, but also the second main reason is the workload. And I think a lot of times high school students, you know, they're, they kind of breeze through the school and it's not a big deal. And all of a sudden, you know, they go to college and they're not used to spending maybe four five, six hours hours of studying per class per day. And it just throws them off. So, it, you know, having some exposure to some harder classes while you're in high school, you know, I think can maybe even help you to even recognize if you're ready for college, once you graduate, some, you know, if, only one third grad, uh, graduate, and two thirds drop out. There's there's a disconnect somewhere, and if it's based on the fact that you're not used to that level of performance, then maybe easing you into some early college is really a good thing for a lot of students. Right. All right. So um, we only have a,
1: a few more minutes. So let's. Um you were going to talk about some of the courses involved uh, for the AP and CLEP and early enrollment, but I think that's something that they can look at because uh, we don't have a whole lot of time unless there was something you really wanted to cover about that. Yeah, you
2: could just go to the College Board website. I mean, there are 33 right, and and classes.
1: Right.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Right. And, you know, look at your strengths and, and maybe something that you, you're you pretty good at, and maybe you want to CLEP out of it or, or take those classes. Um and you know here's another little tidbit as long as you're taking that AP class and that AP getting that AP credit you might as well go ahead and simultaneously do the subject test as well. There are a lot of colleges especially the top tier class uh, courses uh colleges that actually require maybe a couple of SAT 2 subject tests. So if you're already taking the AP you might as well take the subject test.
1: Very good. Okay, so what test scores are required then in order um, to get uh, – says so they have to get a certain level then for them to be counted?
2: They do. A lot of times, you know, students will come up to me when I'm talking about test prep or maybe I'm speaking at a seminar and they'll say, well, my kid's going to go to junior college, so we don't need the SAT and or the ACT. And I say, au contraire, (laughs) you know, you can't just walk up to the college and knock on their door and say, hey, we want to go here. Uh, No, that you still have to take an entrance exam to get into junior college or to do dual credit. And Mm -hmm. so, again, it could be the SAT, it could be the ACT. Uh, Very often they have their own placement test or what's called the Accuplacer, which, by the way, is by the college board. So it's just like an SAT or an ACT. So you're not going to get out of a test just because you're going to go to junior college. Um, I think in many cases, depending on the college, um, in order to do dual credit, you know, certainly you got to fill out an application. All I think you're going to need a minimum of probably a 480 on the SAT uh, to 5 to 550 in the critical reading and the math section. So. Um, You know, again, there, you've got to take a test. So keep in mind, it could be SAT, it could be ACT, it could be, certainly, it could be an acuplacer. So you, you've got to qualify. You still got to be able to get into the college. So the most, Mm -hmm. the most common, of course, are the SAT and ACT. Um, but again, you could just take their own placement test and and that, that'll work just as well. Uh, Again, Go to the College Board website. And you can find out more about the acupuncture and how they created, it as well as the other tests.
1: Yeah, um, they they had computers there because we didn't know to bring our scores in. We were just going for information, and they said, "Oh, we can just sign you up and get your you know information out of the way, so you can go downstairs and register for classes." But they had computers right there, and you hit print, and you could go on the website and. Um, and, you know, get your scores printed out. So that worked out really well, and the kids didn't have to take the entrance. Um, also, if you don't score high enough in a certain area, you can always take the, you know, the pre-algebra instead of algebra. You know, that's one of the other options that you have.
2: Right. So Absolutely. Yeah. So, so it's worth it. It's, it's worth it. And, you know, even though we're not talking about test prep as a whole in this seminar, I just can't stress enough being 14 years into knowing what I know now as a homeschool mom and nobody telling me these things, you know, I just encourage you to, you know, incorporate test prep daily, you know, into your curriculum because, you know, whether they're going to go to junior college or for university or they're going to go into the military or whatever, they're all going to require some kind of logic, critical thinking test. And so test taking is is, is a necessary skill that you're gonna need the rest of your life. So mm-hmm. uh and plus you can make an elective, which is which is always good. Right, very good. All right
1: Jean, well thank you so much. And um the next one is on transcripts and grades. <laughs> so we're gonna cover that soon. Thanks so much. Bye bye. Thank. thank you. Well thanks so much for
0: listening to the College Prep Genius Radio Show. You can find more episodes at collegeprepgenius.com forward slash podcast or listen on iTunes on your favorite podcast app, on your phone, on your computer, or on the go. Remember, visit collegeprepgenius.com for more information and we'll see you soon.